How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. So, do we do we just start with a F-bombing tirade? Do we just sort of ease into it? Uh, how, how do you want to run today's show, big guy? I'm not sure. There's a lot of, there's probably a lot of either new listeners or not a lot of uh people that have listened to the show a lot before because uh, a lot of people are, are are very interested to tune into this episode um yeah, from what we had happen uh this weekend yeah i don't know i'm i'm not sure i don't know i'm, I'm not sure i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little stunned on on what to say for once usually we come on the show very prepared very uh knowledgeable of what we're about to talk about i don't know i don't have so, a lot i don't have a lot to say and a lot to say at the same time no, I know. So my, my problem is, is that, and I take mental health very seriously. And so I, I don't say this in a joking way, but I have been very, and I'm putting air quotes around this, depressed for the mm. last 36 hours. Like I can't shake it. Like yeah. I, I have a feeling and a pit in my stomach that will not go away. And the fucking Cowboys are the reason for it. And yep. so I want to talk about every other game and recap every other game, and we could do the Cowboys at the end because I would like to get through the episode. Yeah, I agree with that as well. I mean, we can we can recap the whole wild card weekend. Uh, for the most part, a lot of games like the Cowboys where teams were just getting blown out. Uh, thank God that the Rams-Lions was able to save us, which we knew was going to be game of the week and ended yep. up being game of the week and just an incredible atmosphere and end of the game there. But uh, a but, weird game, too. I mean, there's so many weird things to talk about in these games. Yeah, definitely a lot. So let's get into it. Let's run it. That'll help. That'll help to, yeah. to, to get into the episode there. Let's get into we'll start it. with the games, the Saturday Saturday games. The Texans took down the Browns. Uh, this, was, this was a surprise to me because – and, and I'm, not, I'm not surprised about Stroud. I'm surprised no. about the Texans and how well they're playing as a team – uh, they, they didn't even need the two pick sixes in this game uh, to win, but just nope. the pressure they were getting on Flacco on a good offensive line, the way they were able to lock up Amari Cooper, who's been tearing it, you know, tearing it up the the, end, uh, the second half of this season, uh, and their defense has been creating turnovers. They've been getting yep. pressure. Will Anderson has turned out to, you know, be a really solid pick, and this is a team now, man, that. And, and again, I'm not surprised about – we know Stroud is that guy. We've known since, what, week two, week three, since, before since the draft. College. Like, <laughs> this is not surprising to me that he is playing this well. And I believe he can do even more, which sets up an incredible matchup to talk about later this week uh, against yep. the Ravens. But, I mean, to look at what he did, Nico Collins has stepped up and and really just filled in the absence of Tank Dell and, and carried the load. But – I mean, that play to Brevin Jordan, like Brevin Jordan's making plays. You know, even John Mechie's getting involved in the offense. It's a special run and a special season the Texans are having, and, and they're kind of playing with house money right now. They've already had sure. a, an above-average expectation season. Now they get to play the number one seeded Ravens. They got nothing to lose in that game. I, I look at Stroud as a, a QB, and we'll, we'll trust me, when we get to the Cowboys, we'll talk about QBs and, and specialty uh, and being having that X factor, I think he has it, and he's left in an AFC playoff run with Mahomes, Josh Allen. He he can Lamar Jackson, who will play next week. He can go toe to toe with any of those guys. Yeah, no. Listen, when we were predicting this game, you were on you you were on Cleveland, and I said I picked the Texans to win, and you looked at me like I had three heads. And, and the reason that I picked it was twofold. One, I truly believe that CJ Stroud is playing well above expectation and number two there was a time where i just felt that joe flacco would come back to earth yeah you know and and, and, his, and his, his his historical run off the couch did end and yeah he, he went out there looking like 38 39 year old joe flacco uh, and listen i mean give the guy kudos i mean he saved the cleveland season he got yep. him into the postseason but at the end of the day he he is a 38 year old quarterback with some limitations and when you right. throw the ball to the other team twice and they return it for touchdowns, it pretty much takes all the wind out of your sails, right? The, the other crazy thing about this game was they couldn't run the ball against Houston. Yeah. I mean, Jerome Ford couldn't get out of his own way. 
you know, and Kareem Hunt couldn't, except for a small little touchdown, couldn't run. And, and this is the theme of the weekend. Uh, do you know there was only one 100-yard rusher in yeah. six games? Yes. That's tw- I mean, that's like 24 different running backs, and only one guy had a fucking 100 yards. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, the, the, uh, the, the NFL has changed so dramatically to a pass-oriented league. You know, and it, it's not like these guys can't run. I don't know if it's like literally these offensive lines can't block. Um, it's team. almost like it's a passing league, but someone should tell Mike McCarthy that that is a passing <laughs> league. Yeah, well, we'll get to that. Don't worry. But I I really felt confident that the Houston Texans, the way they've been playing, you know, would make a run. Dalton Schultz showed up. Nico Collins showed up. That play to Brevin Jordan. I mean, come on, man. Brevin Jordan. I guarantee you he was not schemed for at all during the week by Cleveland. They didn't probably think he was going to be on the field for other than blocking. Right. It's crazy. So that uh, props the, to Cleveland. The defense is great. The defense is playing great. Yeah. Or I should say props to Houston, the coaching, uh, just, just everything has changed this season. And it's such a big season for their future. You know, they're, they're only going to get even better, you know, next Definitely. season. So, and, uh, and we'll, I know that I know posts, I know that, you know, postseason activity does not matter in the awards, but if D'Amico Ryan does not walk away with coach of the year, Overall, something's wrong. This guy right. took a team we all expected to have four wins, and he's and, going right now. And look, we the, we, we know seven. it doesn't it doesn't impact uh, the 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 regular season awards, but why shouldn't it? I mean, you had two coach of the year candidates play each other, and the Texans yeah. routed the Cleveland Browns, and those two were are going to be up for the award. And Stefanski's probably going to win it at the end of the day. So should just bothers me. Maybe should be yeah. you know considered. In the postseason, Listen, so. and, and, and I'm not going to lose any sleep over Kevin Stefanski winning it. I mean, he had four different quarterbacks. He lost yeah, his yeah. number one running back. Agreed. He had injuries galore on defense, and that that team still won 11 games. Like, I, I don't have a problem with Kevin Stefanski wins, but Demarco Ryan, Demico Ryan's has had a phenomenal coaching year. Yeah, I agree. So, so they started out with a with a with a absolute butt whooping of the Browns, but, the Kansas City Chiefs. Pretty much continued that throughout the night uh, with a butt whooping over the Miami Dolphins. I mean, this one, this was probably the least surprising outcome this week, um, and that's with the that's with the Cowboys. That that's 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 saying that with a lot of teams kind of just uh, taking care of business. Yeah, Kansas City, you know, the, the coming in with the playoff experience, Mahomes, you know, at home, the Dolphins with all their injuries it, it just seemed like everything was stacked against the dolphins and it seemed like playing after, in minus 27 degree right, weather after getting destroyed by baltimore losing to buffalo it felt like their season was really already over it didn't even matter about this game and yeah it's it's it, it was something where the the offense finally picked it up you got kelsey more involved shout out rasheed rice who's been an absolute savior for them and they decided to run the ball with pacheco it's it's very the chiefs offense yes and it it is not as good as year in years past, but they still got they, they have a a a winning formula. Run the ball twenty plus times with Pacheco, feed Rasheed Rice and Kelsey. They still have those three players. With Mahomes, will always give you a chance to make another run at the Super Bowl. So there's a formula there. They just have to stick to it. They did in this one. Their defense is playing phenomenal, um, and now the Dolphins' streak continues. Of they they cannot do anything in the playoffs. No, and, you know, looking back, I'm sure Miami wants to take a strong, hard look in the mirror about how did we not beat Buffalo at home, you know, during that last season, last week of the season game, because we would have had a home game in 75 degree weather versus going to Kansas City and playing in minus 27. I would have rather played Josh Allen two weeks in a row at home than go on this nightmare. I mean, that that weather was insane. I mean, these people are freaking nuts, the ones that are like in the – Stands no not wearing like, a shirt on. I'm like, what the hell? You you got issues. But you're right. This is literally run the ball with Pacheco. He especially when it's cold out, nobody wants to tackle that. I mean, this guy's coming at you like a freight train, right? right? And then Rasheed Rice is the re- we we've said it all year. We said it in the pre-draft. We saw him at SMU last year in the American Conference. We loved him. To we thought he was one of the best and most underrated wide receivers in all of the you know the country. And he's showing it. He he is the real deal. You know, here's my big problem. What the hell was going on with the Taylor Swift 
little wave dance thing going on. <laughs> like, like, come on, like enough. Like I, if I, if I watch one more thing on TikTok about how, you know, this is a, you know, Taylor Swift trying to like make money or, a, you know, a, a you know, a, a grab does, for attention. Why does she you need know, like, money or attention? She doesn't, she doesn't need money. Kelsey doesn't need money. Let them be in love. But what she's doing with those people in the suite needs to not be aired on TV. <laughs> I, it doesn't. I mean, amen. I, I don't, I don't really care to see it either, but God, the, 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 the Dolphins, man, it's just, I mean, they are really in the same boat as the Cowboys here. Like, these are just two teams that year after year put out, you know, what 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 is one of, considered in the regular season, one of the best teams with, a yes. you know, a good enough quarterback that shows you MVP-level play uh, week one through week 14, and then it as the season gets to the nitty-gritty, falls off. You playoffs, can't compare the two. Playoffs, falls off. You can't. And that's fine, but come on. They were decimated by injuries, right? I mean, this is a team that has saying, no and, pass and, rush. And in, the, no, and, no and, in the, and, and in the eight years of, of this DAC playoff run, the Cowboys have entered with, with injuries. Like but, the, no, no, I understand that. I'm talking I'm about just this saying, year. This no, no, year, not, you not, not make this year, Not this year you can't make the comparison. I'm talking no. about the Tua and the, the Tua supremacy and the DAC supremacy. The, the, these teams have been, you know, just – so underwhelming and it, it makes you think it's like it's like what you know i know that they were decimated this year but you know what what do they have to do they have tyree kill and waddle that you know they had they had a guy who scored 20 touchdowns this year at running back you know they i know their defense was decimated but they traded for ramsey and like it's do you, do you it think that game point, do you think that game would have been different in miami in, in weather that yes. wasn't completely yes. debilitating for a team that can't but handle it. Are you going to say in Miami with the same injury problems, or in Miami with a healthy Xavier Howard and a Waddle without a bum ankle? Like we, I mean, we yeah. can make all the hypotheticals I, in the world. I, I'm, not, I'm not even going there. Just take the same game and play it in Miami. It would have been that, closer. Yes, it would have been a lot closer. Yeah, Miami was not prepared for that weather. Other than Tyree Kill, who was running around without his shirt on pregame, I mean, nobody wanted to be there. It looked like they wanted their season packed up early, especially when they got down. And look, at the end of the day, you know, Tua is not built for cold weather. He isn't. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, he just isn't. And you could just tell he was uncomfortable. You know, and, and, and it raises a bigger question. Is Tua Miami Dolphins quarterback for the long term? Yeah. And, and again, this is why I say it's the same scenario is because the answer, the only answer is yes. What do you, what is the other option, right? Same thing with Dak. Is Dak the, there's no, we'll talk about it later, but the, what is the option to, to, it's Tua or it's nobody. You don't have the cap space to go sign someone else. You don't have the draft stock to go up and get a new player. Like Tua, it, it's either figure it out, you know, keep working to get better, keep surrounding him with better offensive line or better talent. And if he can't, yeah. if he can't do it after you pay him, then you got to wait out the years. Like all these other teams are going to have to I, I, look, I agree with you. I don't, I don't see a better option either. And he showed you that he stayed healthy the whole year, which was your biggest concern with re-signing him. You're not going to have to pay him 50, $60 million a year. So yeah, I listen, I totally agree. With you. I, I think he's going to be back and, and he'll be signed long-term. Yeah. All right. Keep it in the AFC. The, the, Chiefs will travel to Buffalo after they win over the Steelers. Uh, this one was a little close in that third quarter. The Steelers kind of stormed back. I give credit to Mason Rudolph. I thought the re the refs, you know, may have cost them a couple first downs, a couple big plays, and then mm -hmm. allowed that big play uh, that the the Bills kind of sealed it with that that pass interference that I didn't think was pass interference there, like kind of yeah. an uncatchable ball. Uh, but mm -hmm. I, I give credit for Mason Rudolph winning this, these last three weeks to get them in the in the postseason. I think he's the best quarterback on this roster um, for sure. Thought, it, uh, yeah, besides the pick, which was I just thought it was a great play by the corner. Uh, what, sure. what, he had a he had a good ga good enough game, mm -hmm. you know, for them to go into Buffalo in that weather, you know, and, and all the travel delays. Uh, but Buffalo did the one thing that they had to do defensively, which was stop the run. That's something that that the Pittsburgh Steelers have been doing great. You know, 38 yards for Warren, 37 for Harris, um, and they got it off to a very hot start. And when Buffalo gets off to a hot start, they don't start with a Josh Allen turnover, and they start up 14 nothing. This right. team's very hard to beat. No, 100%. Look, Josh Allen played 
phenomenal. Phenomenal. Right? I mean, that that, that Again, touchdown run to extend it uh, to what twenty nothing was just yeah. the summit up there. He's he's on a mission right now. He's on a mission. He says, "Everybody, jump on my back. I got you." Right. Again, the theme of the week: these teams couldn't run the ball. Yep. You know, I mean, this is the, this should have been a game where the Pittsburgh Steelers ran the ball 35 times, you know, but they didn't and they couldn't and they just couldn't get holes they, against a Buffalo defense that literally they, did you see that thing where AJ Klein was picked up this week because yeah. they had so many injuries. It's crazy. He was packing up his RV for his family. He was going vac- on a family vacation. And they said, hey, AJ. It, <laughs> That's crazy. Could you postpone it for a week or two? We could use you in the playoffs. I, in the playoffs. I'm sure he. I'm sure the family wasn't happy, but I'm sure deep down he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm. I'll be there." Buffalo is playing with third strings, fourth strings, guys off the couch, and they are still playing phenomenal defense. It is extraordinary. Yep. I mean, look, Sean McDermott deserves a lot of credit because he he kept this team intact when things were coming off the rails at six and six. This team is as hot as any team. This is a team I don't want to play in the playoffs for sure. You know, and I mean, we'll we'll preview next week. I have Buffalo beating KC. You know, I, I just I like the way this team is is going about its business. And, you know, and at the end of the day that, you know, the TJ Watt was definitely missed. This team was all out of, you know, uh, sorts in the way that they wanted to do the game. Like they definitely wanted to be a run first game, but they ended up having to throw the ball probably more than they wanted to. You know, you don't mm-hmm. want 30-something, 30 36, you know, pass attempts at a Mason Rudolph. And and look, I mean, playing in Buffalo is no joke. No. It's no it's joke not. with Buffalo's Mafia. And now they finally will get the Chiefs game in Buffalo. It'll be Patrick Mahomes' first ever road playoff game. That's incredible. That's insane. That's insane. insane. So. Insane. Josh Allen versus Mahomes part three. You know we would get here eventually, whether it was in the divisional or the AFC championship again. But the yeah. the, the Bill this Bills team is definitely, you know, they have a I think it was Tony Romo who said the status today that they're 17 and 0 since uh, when Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over. I mean, yeah. there's a very, very simple, simple formula. formula. This Buffalo's team is too good on both yeah. sides of the ball, and Josh Allen's too good of a quarterback that when he doesn't make mistakes. They score points, and their defense is strong enough to get stops that it's Absolutely. very hard to beat them. Dude, he, he turned the ball over three times in the first half against Miami, and they still won. If he right. doesn't turn the ball over, nobody's stopping Buffalo. Correct. So I, I, I definitely cannot wait for that game against you know Bill's Chiefs next week. I have a very strong feeling about who gets round three this time, but we'll talk about yeah. it on Friday. Tom, Tom Tomlin back next year Tomlin not back next year yeah that was very strange when they asked about his future you know I I think it's also you got to look at this if we talk about the Steelers for one minute this team hasn't won a playoff game in 2500 days yeah they've lost their last what five or seven or whatever it is Uh, yeah this has been years of okay clap it up for Tomlin he got another winning record but they barely get there and then they lose in the wild card every time so this has been a struggle for him because I, I feel like he's been, you know, the, the, the last Roethlisberger Super Bowl was almost a over a decade ago. ago. That's a oh, long time yeah. ago. I mean, th- th- this has been this has been a long time for Tomlin. He is doing everything he can with subpar quarterback play the last couple of years. They've still made the playoffs. And he I, I think he is realizing just as Bill Belichick has realized and why he's parted ways with his team that this team might not be talented enough uh, even in the next coming years to get to a Super Bowl. So I don't have the quarterback. You don't have the potential. I don't know. I, I, I also see him as a, as a guy who is beloved in Pittsburgh and loves it there and wants to end his legacy there. So it could go yeah. either way. We also said yeah. that about Bill Belichick and he left. So very, very either way. And if he is, if he does part ways, and they decide to move on, or he decides to to move on, uh, very sought after. You could see a lot of teams uh, that maybe even have their coaches right now that could even move on late yeah. to get Mike to, to get a guy like Mike Tomlin. So that that'll be the number one at probably everyone's board. I think Tomlin goes into the Rooney family and says, "Let me get a different quarterback." Let's use every resource we can to get a quarterback that can win here, and I'll stay. That's yeah. I don't know. 
what I've been that 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 could be a a, de- a demand that is uh, yep. understandable as well for him. Yep. All right, let's go to the NFC side. Rams Lions was Sunday night, an incredible game. The atmosphere unbelievable in Detroit. The the fans really were the difference maker. You know, in this one, just you know, you always kind of dream of playing this type of game as a kid, playing this game where just the fans you know, are, are just restless for, for three decades to just get a win in the playoffs. Yeah. And you have your best team in three decades uh, mm-hmm. enter the field against your, your franchise quarterback who has all the records, you know, uh, in, in your franchise history, who was beloved that could never get to that point to give you even a playoff win against yeah. the guy you traded for him. Like there was just so much hype involved in this game, so much emotion and stories. It, it was it was amazing watching this game. I, I mean, the Lions offense just struck out the gate, you know, scoring on their first three drives, 28 in the in the, in the first half. I, I was or, or sorry, 20, 24 in the in the in the 21 in the first half, three touchdowns, you know, on on their opening drives. I, I just thought their their combination of run pass you know, was just working for them. Uh, their offensive line really does everything. Gives mm-hmm. Jared Goff time, creates running lanes. It's it's really the X factor for them. Jameer and Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs started it early. Montgomery, you know, a little bit later. Uh, but it was really the second half adjustments that were that were even more impressive. They couldn't run the ball in the second half. I believe they had 12 yards rushing in the second half. And it was all Jared Goff to just end this game because – Matthew Stafford played a hell of a game. Sure he, he was throwing all over this defense. We knew that was going to happen. We knew the secondary mm-hmm. wasn't good enough. It might be the reason that, you know, in the next round in the NFC Championship, however far they go, that eventually they get stung for it. And that's an improvement they're going to have to make in the offseason. But Stafford was throwing it all the way around. Puka Nakua, I'm running out of words to say every week about this yeah. guy. That This not only – did he have the best rookie season of all time? Uh, this guy is already, I believe, a top five wide receiver in the entire NFL. I think he's even surpassed his How own teammate. How did everybody miss on him? He's he's everything you want in a guy. The size, the catching ability, the speed, the, the break tackle ability, the route running. He has everything. Nine yeah. for 181 and a touchdown. Uh, it, it was, he, he was special to watch. Mm-hmm. And... It, it was crazy to me that the, the Rams really did respond in a lot of ways, you know, to, to go down 14, nothing to respond, to, to keep scoring, to keep flinging the ball. And then in the second half for the Detroit lions to not be able to run the ball, their defense was going to have to step up immensely. And they did, they got a lot of big stops when they needed to. I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, I, I called him out and said, you need to be, uncommon in this game you need to be special i thought he was he got a yeah. sack uh he had the game winning holding call uh on, on that last drive to put them out of field goal range um and that's what ended up winning them the game no, no attempt yeah. for maher there at the end they punt the ball down and this is what every coach in the nfl should watch is that last drive four minutes left they executed that drive perfectly to end the game and they, they threw the ball to get the first down versus just run second and eight. Second and eight. The note, the two minute warning hit. No timeouts. And instead of running it twice and giving Stafford, you, you give Stafford, you know, thirty seconds. Sure. Who knows? He could. He could with Puka Nakua the way that secondary with Cooper Cup, they could have yeah. gotten filler range. He ends the game. Everyone in that building thought it would be a run. He ends the game by throwing to their best player, Amon St. Brown. I, I called it before the play. I said if the Lions are for real. And Dan Campbell's a good coach. They'll throw the ball here, and they did. And I'm just – I clapped it up because I, that is what every coach should watch. That's how you win football games. So I, I was impressed with Dan Campbell. I was impressed with Goff. I was impressed yeah. in this offense. And just an emotional night for Detroit. And, and they now uh, have exercised the demons there. And now they can go on. And I believe this team, you know, can do a lot more. Sure. There were so many things about this game that were interesting to me. I mean, 38 points scored in the first half, and it doesn't go over. I right? mean, it's I just, mean, just mind We were all saying, oh, the over was, was free in right. that one, and then the defense is locked up. The amount of money that I lost on this game 
based on stupid things like that. Like I thought the over was a done deal. I had Jameer Gibbs with four or five catches with over 44 yards, 43 and a half yards. He finished four for 43. I missed by a hook. Like, I mean, stupid things that were happening all game. You know, it's, it was a really interesting tale of two halves because the first half was just thoroughly entertaining with both offenses just clicking. And I thought that, you know, Vildor, the cornerback on Detroit and Camp Sutton were just being exposed. And the fact that they couldn't expose them in the second half is just mind boggling. I mean, it was the same defense and they just, but people came to play. And like you said, Aiden Hutchinson is a man child. He yep. just said, screw it. I'm gonna I'm gonna take this out all on myself. You know, so just tremendous job by Detroit. I was so happy. Listen, I'm happy for their fans. We have a lot of uh, friends who are fans that have lived in misery even longer than we have. So right. it was nice to see them get that monkey off the back. Uh, and you know, good on Jared Goff. Like this yeah. guy deserves more credit. No, he, he is does. An he does. Excellent quarterback who's making $27 million a year and is an afterthought in this league. And he is just as good as anybody else right now, playing wise in yeah. the A in the NFC. So he is, and maybe in the, in the entire league. So and he has I, playoff I, wins to back it up. He has a Super Bowl right. appearance to back it up. And yes, I do agree with that. That if he can do stop, it in Detroit, you know, you got to give him his credit. Dogging this guy. This guy is a NFL excellent caliber top ten quarterback in the league. Yeah, I couldn't agree more there. So we'll see what the Lions can do. They will take on the Bucks, who. Handed it to the Eagles, which made Cowboys loss like this much, you know, maybe, okay. maybe a little bit more. Maybe, maybe a little bit more. Oh, more, more like that. Yeah, more. Yeah. You're good. Like that. No, yeah, right there. It was, yeah, it was, it, it, it was, it was like going to that game a little uneasy because if they won, it would, it oh, would no. have gotten so much worse and it would have been like, okay, now I'm just going to probably throw my phone off the balcony, just kind of sit in my bed for the next week. Uh, but the Bucks came it. out, and uh, the Eagle the, the Bucks came out, and the Bucks looked like a different team, and the Eagles came out and looked like the same team that they've looked like uh, for the last six weeks. I, I, I am just, I have rarely ever seen something like this in in football or in sports, uh, ever. This collapse. I, I mean, you're talking about a team that looked even better than they were. A year ago, a team that went to the Super Bowl, who paid their quarterback, and their team looked better through a good mm-hmm. eight, nine weeks. No, mm-hmm. they did. No, I think we're lying. I think we're lying if we say. I, I think we're lying if we say that this team, you know, with 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 their offense, with what AJ Brown was doing, with what the offensive line was doing, you know, they went into this. They went in Monday night and they killed this Bucks team. I remember after that game, I was like. Yeah, I just I don't know if the Cowboys can do it this year because of how good the Eagles were. Obviously, well, we don't have to that, worry that's, about that's when now that's when that's when DeAndre Swift could run the ball forward. Right, they were. I mean, Swift looked incredible. Was over a hundred every game. AJ Brown was on the the you know start of his life. The defense was 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 holding it down. Like there was nothing that we were even but talking it, about the defense being a liability. Uh, and I, then I everything switched. Everything I switched. I don't agree. With I'll, that I'll look at the. I look, look at the schedule I, right now. They, 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 it was the look. They played Tampa Monday night, killed them. The Washington games were close, but they beat the Rams. They killed the Miami Dolphins, and then they beat Dallas. You know, and and we were like, damn, we're not going to get to this team. They beat the Chiefs. They beat, and then that Buffalo game came that they played incredible. And after Buffalo, that they beat in overtime, that San Fran game came. And they got smacked by San Fran, and nothing was the same ever since. No, no, I totally agree. But here's the, the two things I disagree with you. One, we or we did notice that the defense was not as good as last year. They weren't getting the pressures on the quarterback. But they it wasn't it wasn't something that we were looking at as oh, this is going to be the reason that they don't win a playoff but, game. Well, it was because they were winning all the games by one score, right? They were the Minnesota Vikings of 2022. You know, so like they went on that streak of winning by one. I just always felt like this. We, 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 I mean, come on, week after week, we were like, they're getting lucky again. They get lucky again. Like, but, they lost that game. But it was, I, I feel like it was, it was, yes, they were getting lucky, but it was also us, you know, kind of with our Eagles bias. But in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking, it seems damn good. And they're, they're not going to lose well, to the Tampa Bay Bucks in a wild card, in a wild card game. Well, 
And First then you look all. at this team the last six weeks, and they came out sluggish. Uh, their defense came out looking like they didn't want to play. They, they, they can't tackle. They they have you know even they're what, they're what, you know what, no AJ Brown that? no AJ what, Brown that you know their yeah. offense looks entirely different. They can't run the ball. Hurts throwing the ball with no velocity. With I mean just incredible. And I'm not complaining. I'm sitting here and I oh, hope that this right. loss was the end of this whole fr- you know Eagles franchise altogether and and this run that they've been on. So. There's two Props things to Baker. Gotta, we should be talking about Baker Mayfield. We, we will. You know, we'll talk not, Baker, Baker in a second. the Eagles. The two things that come across the most hysterical to me was when James Bradbury tried to tackle Palmer. And literally, I don't know what the hell that was, but he thought it was two-hand touch, and he didn't think it was tackle. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what that was. And, I don't know what the safety two, was doing. They didn't score on a brotherly shove on a two-point yeah, conversion. That's when you knew it was over. That's when, you when that play got over. stopped. You know it was okay, over, well. and I. Okay. I, I Baker. Don't, yeah, mm-hmm. go to B- Baker. We'll circle back. Baker. Baker. Three, I mean, three thirty-seven, oh. three touchdowns. But it wasn't just that. Did you see the? He just played with such confidence. But he always. He but that's the thing with Baker. Beautiful ball. That's why. That's why at times I have never really given up on him because you rarely see a QB with that much swagger, with that much confidence. With that much playmaking ability and that much fight, you know, rarely fail to what he was failing, right? He had the playoff win against Pittsburgh, which transcended his career, and it was like, okay, this guy might be for real, and then came back the next year and was horrific. And you just had to question it because usually the problems with court, with young quarterbacks and that is that they lack confidence. They lack, you know, that, that ability, that, that special playability. Maybe their arm talent wasn't as good. Those were things we never thought about Baker. That's why we always questioned what yeah. is wrong. We are, we just saw this dude will the Browns, you know, to a to a great season and a playoff win when 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 this team's been the worst team in the last two decades in football. It's true. This guy has. I don't I don't know if he has the X factor to be a Super Bowl cal- caliber quarterback. That remains to be seen, and he's going to have a chance to prove that next mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. But what I do know is this guy has the opportunity to be a longtime starting quarterback in this in this league. And he has that factor that is going to allow his team to be in every game because of his competitiveness and his ability with his arm. I I, I thought he was incredible tonight. So here's the other thing, right? He there was something about the way he was throwing the ball, but like it was on the money. You know, it was, it was. It was and Mike I mean, Evans Mike dropped Evans like dropped a 57 a yard perfect in the breakfast. Look, I love Mike Evans and he's, he went over a thousand yards this year again and he has the record and he's incredible. But Michael, Mike Evans also has like a couple of those a season where he drops wide open balls. He, I'm pretty sure he had one or two already this year. Dude, he only had like two or three catches the whole game. Then you get yeah. guys like David Moore. Who the f is David Moore? Trey Palmer oh. had that had that catch. Well, Trey and run. Palmer at least was great in college. Who the heck is David Moore? <laughs> I, AJ, if you could tell David me where Moore, you went to college, I will pay for your first house. Oh, too, too to late. Go. Too late. I already looked. East East College. East Central. East where the Central. hell is that? <laughs> what JUCO college is that? Like I don't know. The, I mean, the fact that this guy came out and balled. I mean, he, he was unstoppable. He looked like Debo Samuel out there, you know, and again, two guys couldn't that neither team could run the ball. I mean, Richard White had a couple nice carries, but DeAndre Swift couldn't run for anything. It looked like the old Tampa Bay defense from two, three years ago where you couldn't run ever on them. You know, yeah. Antoine Wingfield played awesome. Jamil Dean played awesome. You know, the linebackers played great. It was a, it was a renaissance. I mean, again, we all feel that that Philadelphia quit and that their talent level, you know, with all the injuries on defense definitely took a hit, but this team definitely looked like they wanted to go home. And now Kelsey's announced it in his retirement. Probably you're going to lose Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox to retirement. If it's not going to be maybe Fletcher Cox last year. What, what now, dude? I mean, is Nick Sirianni back? Are you bringing him back? Oh man. I, 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 it's crazy because you go from Super Bowl to a wild card loss and we're talking about firing a quarterback, but that's what happens when you talk about teams, you know, like Philly and like Dallas, we'll talk about, I would, I would move on. 
I, I would I move too. on from Sirianni. I, I think you you saw what, what we see a lot of times is is a head coach that had two amazing coordinators last year. Exactly. Both got head coaching jobs, and you see a kind of just a dismantle of leadership from the team. Team kind of quit on him. You know, some things said in the locker room, some cryptic things of, of we're sticking with Sirianni, but then you heard from outside sources the team doesn't like Sirianni. So I, I, I think that he lost that locker room after the team went through some hardship against some good teams down the stretch. And yes. they, I, I believe that, that Sirianni uh, could very well be, uh, you know, someone that got carried by two great coordinators and an amazing team last year. And when he didn't have that this year, he got exposed. And when you see that, I think making the change earlier than later might be the, the right decision. I couldn't have said it any better myself. That, I, seriously, I am in complete agreement. I think he was exposed for being a douche. And I was exposed for being a head coach that was in over his skis that happened to have two great coordinators. And when it came to having to make executive decisions and putting Matt Patricia in as yeah, a defensive coordinator. Like have have people that, not realized that when Matt Patricia's on your coaching staff, things go bad. bad. They never bad. go good. Bad. That guy should be coaching high school. Like, I just on. don't I don't understand how many how many chances can you give a coach that just loses yeah. after he's not with Bill Belichick? Uh, a, a coaching opportunity. Like, I don't get it. Right. Agreed. I just take the pencil out of his ear and send him to some high school in like Wyoming. Like I enough agree. is enough. But yeah, I do think Nick Sirianni is going to get fired and I ain't going to shed a tear. Yeah. So that will be something they have to decide as well for that. So we get to finally the Cowboys uh, who season ended in shockingly fashion and only the way that the Dallas Cowboys know how to do, which is disappointing. Uh, it sucks. It was completely shocking. The game was over within five minutes of the game. I mean, that's the one thing. I, you you go into the playoffs, man. We're hyped up. We've been waiting for this all season because being a Cowboy fan, and you've won 12 games the last two years. Dak's sure. been to the playoffs pretty much every year of his career. Sure. You're just, just get to the, we know we have a good team. Get to the playoffs. And we finally and get, get the two seed. You get the two, you get the best chance to finally get to the place you haven't gone. And not only do you lose, not, a, not, a, I can't sit up here and say, man, this team played their ass off and Jordan Love was just better. This game was over within five minutes into the game. We turn on the TV and five minutes later, the season was over. How can you, how can you just grasp that, you know, in this situation? Like, that's why it's, it's so tough to even just grasp is it was over. The game was over. The team came out flat. They weren't prepared. Dak Prescott sitting there like this was just another game. No, no emotion, no excitement there. CeeDee Lamb, I don't know what was wrong with him getting bitched by G Jair Alexander from play one. From play mm -hmm. one, he was getting shoved, talking to, no talk back, no firing, it, none of, all the jewelry. He wasn't wearing any of the jewelry. Like, something was off about what happened on Sunday. There was no fire. There was yep. nothing. Demarcus Lawrence made one tackle for loss on the first drive, and they got that first third down and long, and that game was over. It's incredibly disappointing. Do you find it unbelievable and shocking that we took this team? Like, it almost felt like we not only did we take the team for granted, but we came out with this notion that we're just going to show up and win. Like, that's how I felt. Like, yeah, and, and that's very well what it could have been. Uh, it, it was very. Here's the problem with playing for the Dallas Cowboys and why, and we'll get into about Dak and all this. And this is sort of the reason why I'm sort of flailing on Dak and my confidence is at an all-time low on him. When you play for the Dallas Cowboys, it's it's Super Bowl. Super mm -hmm. Bowl, haven't won a Super Bowl, haven't won a – guess what? you got to win playoff games to get to a Super Bowl. Right. And I feel like when Dak said last week, we got bet we got more, you know, bigger things on our mind, he's thinking Super Bowl. I, I can't wait to get a Super Bowl. And I think this team – completely overlooked the fact that you got to win the wild card, the divisional, and then the NFC championship to get there. And that's right. kind of the mindset they went in with. We're playing the seven seed. Seven seeds never won. You know, we're going to do our thing. Got in. Right. Yeah. Their defense is horrible. We know They're that. The youngest we, team ever. 
we're going to get there and we'll drive down the field. And when you go in with that attitude and you get stopped and then the defense lets up a touchdown, you get stopped and then you throw a turnover and that happens. It's kind of such a shock factor. And it's, it's, it was almost like Dak, you know, it's, it's like, Oh, here we go again. You know, I can't, I can never win. I, I, something always goes horribly wrong. And it was just the, it's just a mindset thing that from the, from the get go, from the start was, was horrible. I'm watching this game with Stephen Ear, uh, Stephen A. Smith in my ear, just be like, "Time to sell, time to sell." You know, like, like, I mean, it's just so fucking annoying. I mean, this is just to the point where the first drive of the game, right? You know that Aaron Jones is going to be the focal point. Their best player. He is their best player. You put two safeties fifteen yards back. You spread out your linebackers, the entire wide open middle, and we are blown off the ball. I mean, it's just unbelievable. And then those passes to Romeo Dobbs, he had six catches over 20 yards that he was wide open on all six of them. Yeah. And and three of them were on third down. I have a a stat here that that doesn't surprise me after after I watched the game. It just surprises me that that this happened. The Cowboys played 48 out of their 54 snaps with six defensive backs on yeah. the field, which was all zone plays. Yes. I, I was against a just, team you knew was going to run and play action and a team that literally we have played all year, man. Th- this team was very content defensively with sitting back, allowing long drives, and we're going to get stops in the red zone and force field goals and our, and our, our defense would get touchdowns. That was the game plan going in. And terrible. Th- it was so poorly executed that it makes you question: Was Dan Quinn a fraud all along? Like, like how how could you give up 14, 20, 30 points and not a, they didn't adjust? Yep. Th- this game was over. They were up twenty four points. The Packers have the ball. The same defense went out there, twelve yards off the ground, twelve yards off the ball, and I'm sitting there like the game's over. We, me and you both know the game's over. At least. Stack go, the up box. To the, go up to the line, stack the it was it was so it was such a confusing game on what the hell is going on that you almost sit here and I think why this loss is just the toughest is in the eight years that the Dak Rain has been here, every loss has meant, well, you know, this so and so happened, let's address this in the offseason. And Jerry Jones probably had you know, Jason Garrett wasn't good enough, let's address that get a better offensive mind and get McCarthy. You know, that yep. was one of the off seasons. Well, we don't have enough weapons. We can't just have CD lamb out there. You know, we need other guys. Well, we got Brandon cooks. Well, you know, Trayvon Diggs is, is good, but you need another corner. You got Stefan Gilmore, you know, well, we, we, you know, that left side of the offensive line isn't good enough. We drafted Tyler Smith. You know, you do all these things, right? You mm-hmm. do everything, right? You know, the, the secondary, you know, the safety groups, not got good enough. You get Malik hooker. Who's a stud. You get, uh, you know, Donovan Wilson, you hit in the sixth round of a draft. Like, it it becomes incredibly frustrating when you do everything right, and then you have this type of loss, and you yeah. say, what now? What what so, do you do now? Because no, you're, you're let, right. me, let me, when, when you look at this roster on paper, it stacks up against any team in the league. There's too much firepower. There's too many all-stars. There's too many all-pros. There's too many stars on both sides of the ball to have yeah. that performance, to have year out of year where you just get destroyed by 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 either you know just uh, the coaching you know difference on the other side of the ball you get out schemed and that's why I sit here and look at you know when, when you get blown out like that I believe a lot of it is, it it is on the players because you know that defense just got destroyed but I mean man it, you got to look at coaching wise and say it, it's not like how did that happen why why was the preparation as bad as it was and i well, i don't i, I don't you. know but you know the, listen dan quinn is you know quote unquote the hottest you know coaching prospect out there you know, besides harbaugh and, and belichick and, and and i sit there and i scratch my head you know this was an opportunistic defense that if we were up and they did turn and they took away turnovers then we looked like we were the greatest defense because we basically pinned our ears back and we all, you know, rushed, ran to, to the ball or the quarterback like there was, you know, like like it was mealtime. If we were down or it was a close game, our defense was terrible all year. 
We haven't had pressure on the quarterback in weeks. Our sack totals were down tremendously. Since Trayvon Diggs went down, our points per game has gone way up. Since uh, Leighton Vanderesh went down, we can't stop anybody on the run. You know, so you sit there and you look at it and you're like, well, what did Dan Quinn do? Right. right? And, and I hate and, to play Monday morning, you know, quarterback, but I just don't understand. Like our, our defense wasn't that great. Right. And, and, and you look at, you know, what you all, all I have to see is that second half of that playoff game and say, how as a coach do you not adjust anything on that defense? And how are you so stubborn to stay with the same scheme? It, it wasn't yeah. working. And it just it's just frustrating when you look at these games. This is something that just even just infuriated me last night. All the games are over from the weekend. Uh, the Lions defense is way worse than the Cowboys. It has been all year. They gave up 23 points to Matthew Stafford. They allowed 180 yards to Puka Nakua, 370 yards to Matthew Stafford. Uh, the, the, the Buccaneers defense has been good, but it's not better than the Cowboys. They allowed nine points to the Eagles. Uh, the Bills, you know, the, the, how about this? The Steelers defense without TJ Watt allowed 31 points to the Bills. They allowed a touchdown with four minutes left, basically 20 points. And you go out there and allow 48 points. It's unfathomable. You didn't and it lose. Could have been 60. They took the starters out at the beginning of the fourth quarter. You allowed 40, like 48 points. You couldn't get at home. one stop. And I give some credit for Dak and the offense to go out there and keep fighting and make it a two, two possession, two possession. And and it, you could in, in 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 a you know late in the third. Let's make this a game. Let's get the crowd back involved. Let's allow Dak to maybe do something special. You, we're not even talking to stop. You you allowed another five play drive touchdown. Like not even a field goal. Like, just five it was just incredible to watch this defense that we could say struggled the last couple weeks and we not as good as it was. Still damn good. Where's my? Dude. Still has all stars all over that squad. And you couldn't get we, one stop. It's just, we had, it doesn't make sense. We allowed one punt. We, we gave up one punt, right? I mean, I mean, they had three at the end, but two were in garbage time. One punt while the game was in hand. We gave, we had no three and outs. We had no quick drives or stops. This, no this sacks. Defense, this defense had no sacks. It was unbelievable. And look, don't get me wrong. I am not here to say anything less than Jordan Love is the real deal and played phenomenal. Right. I mean, he played phenomenal and you got to get off whatever topic or, or, or thought process you have that he is an legit elite quarterback in this league. He is. He is calm under pressure. He throws a great ball. He has a lot of young wide receivers that he gets the ball open to. He can throw the ball you know, on the run, off his back foot, up in the air. It doesn't fucking matter. He played phenomenal and they beat us. And Aaron Jones ran all over us because he runs all over us every time we play him. Like mm-hmm. the guy, the, we are the number one team in yards against that he in his career of any team that he's ever played. It's the Cowboys that he has run the most on. You know, it's unbelievable how you didn't think to take Aaron Jones at right. let someone else beat you out you of know, this game. Line up with with for the for the first time in the whole season. Line up with more than four guys spread out amongst yep. the the line with the linebackers pushed back ten yards. Like it was like inviting them to run all over like it inviting us to run all inviting them to run all over us it was it's just hard to wrap your head around the the way that they lost it just is it's very hard to wrap your head around how you can have this great of a season with a team that you talk so highly about and we all believed in to go out like they did in that game and it's Look, I mean, it, it exposed a lot of issues. We obviously we all know we can't run the ball, right? We have we, our offensive line is built for pass blocking. It is not built for run blocking. There is no push off of anybody. But the, but that, the, again, you want to talk about stubbornness from Dan Quinn? The stubbornness from Mike McCarthy to be a a ten play established the run team, which they haven't been at all this year in in a game where you had to. From the get-go, you go down seven nothing, you go down fourteen nothing. Abandon that. A good coach would have adjusted and say, establish the run, long play drive. No, we need explosive plays. We need to let Dak Prescott throw the ball down the field. Yep. He's still second and five, run up the middle for one yard, allow a third down, and then an incomplete in the drives over. Like just yep. not 
smart coaching, not smart yeah. thinking. And, and again, and again, does, here's why. Here's why I am in favor of getting rid of McCarthy. You know, while I understand that we have been a 12-win team for three years, and he's the, the players love him and all that, there is no innovation in his none. Offense. And that's the problem is we've watched now Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy for more than a decade, and mm-hmm. there's very different. There's there's not a lot there's not a lot different no. than it's what the you same watch. Shit. It's, it's it's very basic. It's run, very run, pass, run, run, pass. It's, it's very terrible. predictable. It allow it, it sets you up for failure, yep. and it's just it is mind boggling that yeah. that that there in this day of age in a pass first league that there's not more innovation. There's not more better play calls. I mean the pick six that Dak threw. Yes, he stared him down, but the play was a th- two three step drop back in 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 a in man coverage with a safety over top a double slant. Yep. Who would have been went open to the same spot? And you basically had two guys slanting, right? And you threw to either of them. The safety was there. There was there was a guy in the middle, a guy covering each of them, and the guy in the middle stepped in front of it and then pick sixty. I, I just it was so bad. It was like watching a bad Madden game. It was so bad. It's, it's like playing you, on a lead against you the computer. Watch, I'm t- I, this is, I went over, I went to ask friends. I'm like, when you watch the Cowboys, this game, a couple other games, like, does, does there, is their offense unlike any other offense? They're like, yeah, it's very basic. And I'm like, yeah, it's very basic. It's very, it's frustrating to see how, why is it basic? Why? Because if it worked and it was basic, then no one would complain about it being basic. But the inability yeah. for these coaches to understand that it wasn't working and to keep doing it was just it, – it's just – it's its so frustrating. And I'll be honest, I, I'm frustrated right now and we're both hurting over it. But I'm at this point, I'm numb to it. I mean, at this point, it's like, yep, they disappointed again. It's expected. See you next season. Because it, it's it's just every freaking year. And we can yeah. end it with this. We can end with the Dak conversation. There's not really much to talk about because Dak Prescott is going to be the quarterback probably for the next eight years. years until he retires. I mean, th- there's no getting rid of Dak Prescott. And at right now, I hope I eat these words in in next year, in two years, whenever it happens, if it does. I believe that there's a set amount of quarterbacks that can win a Super Bowl. You know, the only quarterbacks that won a Super Bowl in the last five years are named Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, uh, and Nick Foles. But we'll leave him out and say he was a he was a you know asterisk. Well, Matt, Matthew there, Stafford. And oh, sorry, and Matthew Stafford, which he can go on that list. Matthew Stafford, Hall of Famer. Uh, Tom Brady, Hall yeah, of Famer. But Matthew Stafford was Dak Prescott before he was with the Rams. No, he wasn't. But no, I, he wasn't. No, okay, he wasn't. first of all, I totally disagree with your argument. No, he wasn't. But let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, fine, Ma- finish. Matthew Stafford. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady are the only people to win a Super Bowl in the last five, six years, except Nick Foles. Uh, I'm a firm believer. And if you look past that, too, you get to Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger. You you can make a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. He never won one, though, because he ran into Patrick Mahomes. You can only win a Super Bowl except for the asterisk of a time where the Nick Foles of the world wins them. You can only win a Super Bowl with an elite special quarterback. I will believe that until Dak Prescott proves me wrong. I do not think that he has the mental the mental toughness, and I don't think that he has the elite quarterback play. He doesn't have the it factor. He doesn't have that special ability to win a Super Bowl. I hope I eat those words, but the, 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 the problem with it is there's nothing you can do. So you have to run it back. this team will have the exact same roster next year. They have no cap space. They're going to pay Dak Prescott, and they'll add a couple of draft picks that they'll probably hit on that'll improve the team. But, you know, I don't even think they're going to fire McCarthy. I don't. They might not. Look, all right. It's just... Number one is, first of all, I think Dak better take a real hard look in the mirror and take a little bit of a hometown discount because Never if he happen. wants he'll to be, win Super Bowl, like if he now, goes, be the if highest, he goes to be, uh, if he goes for being the highest paid quarterback, I'm going to lose all, all respect for him. I really am because well, there's a certain point where you are going to kill the team. And yes, we have to extend them because the dead cap hit will cripple us, right? Yeah. And so we're going to have to extend them. 
So that's fine. But if he goes after like, hey, I want more money than Justin Herbert. I want more money than Joe Burrow. I'm well, going I mean, to you lose can, my ever-loving mind. I guess I guess you can start compulsing now because he will – Dak Prescott will be the highest-paid player in the NFL, if, even if it's for one day, in about three months, four months, whenever the oh. opening window, he'll be the highest-paid player. That's how it works. But that's no, how it works. Just, but you know what? Go, you've made enough money. You're never going to have to worry about money for the rest of your life. And if you want a team that could contend for the Super Bowl, you're going to need more players you know, at, at certain positions. The problem with your argument is, is that, look, I, I saw Brad Johnson win a Super Bowl. You no, 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 no. In, in this age of football, what, in the past say- first league. Okay, but what I'm saying is, Dak Prescott led the league in touchdown passes. He he was top five in passing yards. He was his interceptions were down tremendously. This is look. He didn't play a good game, okay? But the defense did not make one stop. I, I didn't Come say on, it was. I, I didn't say it was Dak Prescott's fault. I I okay, didn't say that. So so let's take he was Dak also, out of the equation for a second. You need a team. We are devoid of linebackers who can stop the run. We don't have the corners who can stop elite wide receivers we don't have a offense a right side of the offensive line you know a a right tackle that could fucking move anybody out of the way we don't have a center that can move anybody out of the way we don't have a running back that can run for more than 10 yards at a clip we have issues across the board i agree this is not all on Dak, and we can crucify Dak for not winning the big game and losing another playoff game but i'm telling you Dak could win a super bowl if his supporting cast shows so, up and does their so job. So tell me, tell me how this, tell me how the Chiefs have an absolutely horrible year on their standards. They have a good defense, but the, throughout the whole year, the Cowboy, Cowboys defense was better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the, you know, they have Travis Kelsey, their best player, horrible this year. That's like if CeeDee Lamb had under 1,000 yards this year and they still were able to win the games and then they blew out their team at home. They blew out a Dolphins team at home, which... Even it with their injuries, minus 27 degrees. Even, even with their injuries, was better than that Packers team. So explain to me the difference in those two games. Look, okay. First I of all, I'm not we have 48 I, points. I, I am not going to have an argument over is Patrick Mahomes as or is Dak as good as Patrick. And, and I'm not. No one's having that argument. But what I'm saying is, is it takes a special quarterback in today's NFL in the it last decade to win a Super Bowl. No, it takes it a special it. quarterback, okay. and I will stand by that. Uh, game one of this year, the uh, Detroit Lions played the Kansas City Chiefs. They didn't have Chris Jones. They didn't have Travis Kelsey. They looked like death warmed over, right? That team was horrific. We're talking about, I'm talking about when it matters in the playoffs. Because uh, what, I'm that- getting, what I'm getting at is, is you're, you're, you're taking this very myopic view of the quarterback is everything. And, and I'm not saying it isn't the most important. I didn't say it's everything. Field. I said that it's, it's the, it's how you win Super Bowls. That's my if point. Your defense doesn't stop the other team. It ain't going to mean two shits. What the fucking quarterback does. But okay. it, that was the worst performance out of our defense. It was I have seen in years, years, it was horrible, horrible, but, I've also ask, seen I've also seen two years in a, in a row where the defense played fantastic, held the 49ers to under 25 points, and we lost both those games. So, what? Okay. Well, what I'm living in the present. If, if we would have made stops, AJ, if we would have made stops, would would, would we have been in that game? Would Dak would would have kept us in that game? Uh, honestly, I saw Dak throw a pick six and then an interception on the second drive, so I can't even say that. I, I, he played. The, here's the pro, the problem with yesterday's loss. Or the mm-hmm. other day's loss, Dak Prescott was horrible, and he was the least of our worries. That is yeah. the problem. He was, that was horrible the, I, in that I, game, I, and he was the least of our worries. That is I'm, a bad. I'm in that's total bad. agreement with that. I'm in total agreement with that. It starts but, with Dan Quinn. It goes to Mike McCarthy. It goes to the defense. It goes to our offensive line. It goes to Pollard, and then you get to Dak. But you have an eight-year. What I'm trying to get at is you have an eight-year sample size now of this Dak Prescott error. How many years have, have the Cowboys had statistically the best offense in the league? Six, three. probably. No, three. Four. Top maybe. five, at least yeah. six. Yeah. Well, top top ten for sure. Yeah. All to come, uh, just just to come into the playoffs and every time, l- basically lose all the all the losses have basically been double digits. The Rams loss we scored late was like an eight point game. The the, the two Niners games we scored late turned it up in the fourth quarter. Should have been double digit losses. This one you lose by 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 twenty. Like it just is incredible to me that you can have a a number one. Dak Prescott can lead the number one offense and play so great, 
and the defense can always be hanging around there in the top tens this year in the top five. And, and, and it just something always goes not wrong, not just wrong, incredibly yeah. drastically bad. AJ, and what does that show beat, you? I think that does show you coaching there, which is no, why a change we probably should make. It shows we're overrated because we beat up on shit teams and we can't beat good teams. And, and that's been the narrative for years. But are you're, and this is, and you're probably going to get mad at me. Are the Green Bay Packers a really good team? The way they played yesterday, yes. But what what showed you that not. they weren't? What showed you that they weren't? Honestly, they ran the ball well. He threw the ball beautifully. He almost had a he had a perfect passer rating. Right, their defense showed up. There, Jair Alexander and uh, you know, came back and made a difference. Their, so, their their corners played great. They got pressure. Their so a team that I just so a team that I watched lose to the Bucks a couple weeks ago, the Giants and Tommy DeVito. Uh, watch them play a one possession game with the Carolina Panthers. We lost to Arizona, AJ. It fucking is the NFL. All, all I'm saying, I agree with you. I, I agree. The regular season, screw it. So I, maybe I shouldn't even brought that up. All I am saying is that yeah, they outplayed us, and Jordan Love looked incredible, and Aaron and their coaching was incredible, and their defense stepped up. Was the Green Bay Packers a better team? Than the Dallas Cowboys, and I understand they won, and I get that, and 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 you could, and your argument could be, yes, they were because they beat you, and I guess no. I can't argue with that. But that my, team my, right there was not better than the Dallas Cowboys, and they got destroyed. If you're talking on paper, they're not a better team; they're not more talented. If you're telling me that the, the way that they played yesterday, they would have beaten any team in the NFL, any team. But they, they were that team's team not more talented. They don't have a receiver as talented as Ceedee Lamb. Uh, Rashawn Gary's not Micah Parsons. Their offensive line doesn't have guys like Zach Martin and Tyron Smith. You know, AJ, they don't have a Alexander had a, had a down here. They played better. They showed up and they played better. This is so why does the, why does the team with better players never come and play better? That's that's I'm, I'm just asking. Like I don't get it. And and, that, and that's why you have to blame the coaches because you ain't getting rid of the players. So if if you can't get your players to show up on the most important game of the year. Then I start and and the scheme doesn't work. Then you have to blame the coaches. Yeah, I guess it's just I I take the reason I I'm not staying in the present. And I'm looking at it from a fourfold is because this is year eight. Six of those have made the playoffs, and not an and the fact that the, that any of these teams and they've all been different. You've had loaded offense with, you know. A defensive defense. defensive liability you've had good offense with a better defense you've had this year both statistically we thought was was why they got the two seed and everything and it's not it's always gone to shit and it's just it's just incredible it's 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 incredible how it, it is always just it, it's it's always a terrible loss there's I, never I, any i will leave it to you this way okay I don't know. I've been a fan of this team my entire life. The last 28 years have been extraordinarily painful. And this two days ago might be the topper because I'm so tired of expectation and non-delivery. And I'm so tired of it just not teams, this team not showing up. It's driving me insane (laughs) The amount of energy the fans, especially me and you and, and the people we know, put into it week in, week out, the amount of blood, sweat, and tears and stress and worrying and going crazy and ups and downs and our emotional states and our blood pressure, the fact that that team came out and played that way, go fuck yourselves is all I want to end up saying. I agree. And it's just, it's just mind-boggling that that – that that happened, that the way that that game happened, happened. And all you can do is move on to and and get past it. And, you know, as you can see, I'm not past it yet. No, I mean, you have to, you have to, in all seriousness, you know, you, you got to look, you got to look towards, you know, it's over. There's nothing you can do about, you know, looking at it now. And that next season will be here, you know, when it's here, and you, you just have to, again, I, I believe the same team will roll back. You know, maybe not Dan Quinn. Part. You got to get a D coordinator. But I think Mike McCarthy will be back. I, I don't, the way that the guys talk about him, I don't see them firing him. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I, 
I will completely lose my mind, and it will be the probably the last straw if I see the same team roll out there with the same scheme next year, um, and there be no improvement because every year we've seen you know this is going to change, this is going to change, and then it it does change, and then it just reverts back to old ways by the end of the year, and that's what we saw again this year, and it, I'm tired of it. So, yep, I, I don't know what. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what needs to happen. I don't have an answer of what needs to happen. This team on paper is good enough is a Super Bowl roster every year. It was a Super Bowl roster this year and you couldn't win a wild card round. So I don't have an answer. I don't know what to do. No. I don't think we, any of us do including Jerry Jones right now. Yeah. Well, hopefully if you, you know, enjoyed the the Cowboys rant, you know, if you're a Cowboy fan, hopefully, you know, you're it was therapeutic. If you're not a Cowboy fan, I'm sure you shared laughs. So hopefully that was good for entertainment purposes. Uh, we will be back Friday. We will look towards the divisional round. We got some good matchups there. And uh, I'm I'm very excited, you know, just to switch topic. I'm very excited for Chiefs-Bills Part 3 because those are always really good games. Go Texans. <laughs>